It's the Breaking Atoms Podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, a.k.a. the failed homo sapien. And my name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the actual factual. Yeah, man. We, we, we are going uh, to the bay. Not for the first time. Um, but, well, I guess... When for, did we go this... to the bay? Domina. Oh, yeah. Domina. Souls. So oh, it's yeah. not the first time venturing in, in these uh, territory, in these waters. But... F- for our guests, it's their first UK interview, which I'm kind of proud to have. I used to, you know, I used to pride myself on when I did Hip Hop Chronicle to do first UK interviews mm, and mm, whatnot, mm, right? Mm. So I think this is um, this is great because we're speaking to someone who I, I fucking love this guy, man. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I really, I really like this guy. I, I, I just love the way he carries himself. I love his energy. Um, he is an artist. He's building something for him and his people. He has a warm energy and man, he's super dope and super intelligent. And we're talking about La Russell mm-hmm. um, from Vallejo, North Vallejo. That's um, such a swaggy place. Like just the name Vallejo. Yeah, man. Yeah, you man. can't come out of Vallejo and be average, you know? No, no. He, and, and it's not and, allowed. It's not allowed. And why <laughs> I got an insight. I mean, you, as you listen, you get an insight into, into his process, his way of thinking and just how dope an individual he is. This is someone who, who he is on a path and he has a destiny that he's going to fulfill. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about him. And I'm just glad we got him on, on this, on this part of his journey. Mm, Cause mm, boy, mm. I'm going to tell you something. He'll be hard to reach very, very soon. Yeah. I mean, I listened to his, um, I listened to his album based on your recommendation. And, you know, as a writer, I can definitely appreciate some witty lines and he's very, he's very witty. And I think, Sometimes the challenge being an MC is how can you catch someone's attention without necessarily being a punchline or saying something outlandish? Can you make the simple sound appealing? You know, yes. like Jay-Z is very good at that. It's like, can you make the crowd say, ooh, without the, the obvious punchline, you know? So yes, a lot of what that. he's saying, I feel like he could even write a book, like just thoughts. And he has. and you know, I mean, he in terms has, of like yeah. a journal style, just yes. thoughts, you know, like your daily affirmation type book type thing. Right, yeah, he, right, right, he would, right. He would be right. good at that. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely noted that. And as someone who's, um, I'm trying to get my steps back as an MC, cause I've mm-hmm. lost, I've lost a few steps, you know, when you start taking over the podcast, well, isn't it, you know, things happen <laughs> and that. So yeah, I'm trying to get my steps back. So listening to it was like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is what, this is what they're doing. You can still do this. All right, good, go. I'm kicking myself slightly and I will, I will I'm saying it now and I, I will tell him, um, personally too I mean he'll hear this but I want, I want to tell him as well but when I listen to he's dropped three projects this year and he was prolific last year too with two um, Marlon 7 Cook Together Eat Together um, and all, it will all make sense when it's done when I listen to those separately even though they were made with different people um, and you know same crew but La Russell and, and someone else I feel if you listen to all three of those and you tell me you're an artist, they feel that they could be part of the same trilogy. Does it make sense? So the three different albums- They were were all released this year. All released this year. But I feel like you could put them one after the other and it would just feel like a continuation. Not on the themes, 
but I just feel like there is something I don't know I mean I'm maybe not being eloquent enough I think I sometimes like- music is created in a place and time so place and time where you are at mentally spiritually even your physical place like just recording in the same place the same it, it gives a vibe and a sound so yeah. I'm not surprised I'm not surprised at all it, it feel it, like the only way I can say it and it will say whack it sounds so whack but it's like you know Lord of the Rings you've got those three movies all different movies but mm-hmm. they're set in the same place singular vision that's it that's what he's got um, Return of the Dirty Return of the right, uh, Fate right. Six Chambers Liquid right. Swords Cuban Links was all, all one that. year all one year but they feel like you could listen to them together yeah absolutely that's I think that's admirable bro yeah singular vision yeah I think that's brilliant I think that's genius it's like I, Stevie Wonder Prince yeah you, they have what they call the genius period he's this guy's a genius bro. yeah I'm it's tell, a genius I'm period telling singular you, vision he is a genius he's, he's got something and um, yeah anyway I'm really happy we got him. I'm really, I'm really happy about the conversation we had. This isn't just music talk. There's life talk, like we always do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this one, and I'm proud of him um, for for all the success he has had thus far this year. Long may it continue because good people need to win. Um, and yeah, shout out to to La Russell. So this is Breaking Atoms, La Russell. Check it out. It's a special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. We've we've we you know we've got some world exclusives through our interviews, but this is a different type of world exclusive. This is um this is the first UK podcast interview. I'm just gonna go ahead and say UK interview with an individual who isn't new to this, but is true to this. If we take that, um, wow, um, yeah, we're taking it there, um. He is someone that I I definitely admire. He is um he's a he's a writer's writer. Um there's vulnerability in his music. He is super smart and we feel this guy has got something. And it wouldn't be right if we wanted to cover the ecosystem of hip hop and the culture of hip hop if we didn't speak to people who are on their journey, on their path uh to greatness. And we're talking to none other then the Bay's own La Russell. La Russell, how you doing, man? Wow. <laughs> what an honor. That was a great introduction. <laughs> hey man, listen, I, I ain't no rapper, but I do everything off the top. Come it has on, to come man. authentic. I, I, I see the freestyle skills. <laughs> <laughs> listen, um, we really appreciate you taking the time, genuinely. Um I wanna start before we get into music, before we get into your history. Uh, before Chris gets into his nerd back, because Chris is the actual factual, right? So he he's he's very precise. I'm just a failed Homo sapien. He's the actual factual. Um, before we get into this, now you talk to me about this. I was like, you know, I was bigging you up on 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 text and saying, you know, hey man, you you're on your path. You you know all the things I just said in the intro, and then you said to me, hey, I'm retiring next year. So let's start there. What the beep is going on like what are you talking about you're retiring next year you just bit you're just starting now you're like six years in you know what's crazy i'm not just starting that's the perception i've been doing this for two decades and you know i feel like energy has to be transmuted when an nba player plays basketball for for two decades everyone's happy about him retiring but when a rapper does it it's like no play forever and it's like well i've been playing my entire life i'm tired of playing (laughs) I'd like to go transmute and make movies and write books and other shit now. You know, I feel like I've uh, I've done I've done my thing. I feel like I'm uh, 
really great at this. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel very competitive anymore about rap. Like I, I don't really feel like there's anyone, uh, you know, near me <laughs> in this field. So it's like, you know, I put my points up and I feel good about it. Okay. This, I can't even argue with that. You see him say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, he yeah, said yeah, transmuted. Yeah, yeah. Bruv, yeah. you see anyone that says transmuted? It's, like yeah? it's like those 80s yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. You, remember those, uh, yeah. you know in the 80s cartoons when they say insolent yeah. fool? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those what, like yeah, yeah. Tra- transmutation. Right. Sound like some Dungeons and Dragons thing. You remember Venger? Come on, man said transmute. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that. But oh, all, what, all I will say is that I feel like you have a gift and I feel that, you know, people can rap. We were actually talking about this um after our last interview, me and Chris off air about, hey, some people, when they rap, it just makes you go, why should I rap? And I'm like, hey, it's not just about being the best all the time. Right. It's also about being part of something and, and doing something you love. Um, but you can rap your ass off. And I love that. But I also love the, I also love the business acumen you bring to it as well, which I admire. I genuinely do admire. I think when I first came across you, we're going to talk about you giving up your bed in a second. But when I first came across you, it was secondhand emotion. Oh, it was on Instagram. Man, you got a good one. <laughs> and I just went to myself, oh, oh, this is what time is on? Like, <laughs> you know, like that fab always, he always used to get like, uh, you know, blanketed with the fact that he wasn't vulnerable in his music and rappers don't get, you know, you know, Jay does three songs on Blueprint. It's like, oh my God, he was like, right. secondhand emotion was incredible, bro. Like where the hell... What it what possessed you to write that, and where were you when you wrote that? Um, life, life possessed me to write it. Uh, I've just been um, I've I've been through several phases of 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 me, <laughs> you know, and, and growing through that. And uh, you know, music is one of those places where I get to really express things that I uh can't communicate in talking form all the time, you know? So that was just one of those songs where it's like when you're, you're, you're kind of tired of, of looking in the mirror and seeing the same person and you got to kind of clear that out. And, and it was just like a self-talk. Right. That, that was like, it was like a, a relationship Ted talk. Right. Like I learned so much, <laughs> like seriously, the way you just, I don't know how you do. I always talk about Jada Kiss on this podcast about how he makes things look so easy. Cause he's so top tier. The way you just broke things down, I always look at football, right? I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Same thing, like, peop, there's some great people who can break things down. I just, after that, I was like, yeah, I'm a fan. Like, I don't, I, I need to be on, I need to be on the Russell stuff. That's beautiful. Um, but one thing I can't be uh, on your time on is this bed situation. I need a bed, bro. Like, I can't sleep on the floor anymore. I'm old now. Right. I get aches when I wake up. You, you've replaced, for those who don't know, you've replaced your bed with a studio. And more than anything, what I really want to talk about is, the mental adjustment you had to make for that, because they always tell you, you know, people working from home during during lockdown always said to you, don't work where you would sleep because your brain can't mentally make that click. How did you find that mental adjustment? Um, I didn't. I still struggle with that today. And, uh, you know, now, yeah, <laughs> I, still, I still struggle with that. I haven't made that adjustment. It's definitely a... Um, it's something that you don't look at as big as it is until you're not sleeping, <laughs> you feel me properly, and you and you don't have that comfort, and then you start really realizing that that sacrifice. But you know, like you, you, you know, like 
commodity is like giving up something for something else and sacrifice is giving up something for nothing in return, you know, and that's like one of those things that come with that shit. Am I able to curse on here? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Am come I on, man. To smoke on here? Yeah, man. Second that emotion and that. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> I was um, going to do it anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's some words I cannot say. Um, I'm forbidden to say. So I just say N-word. Uh, I'm not able to say that. I'm not allowed. And that's absolutely fine. I'm okay with that. I don't have no urge or I have no need to say it. Um, but yeah, yeah, you won't hear me saying that. Um, Will you be rapping my songs? I, I, you know, here's the thing, right? When I rap, ah. I, when I rap songs, I have to stop. <laughs> I have to. You know, I can, I can vouch for him. I've known this man for nearly 11, 12 years. And when he's reciting lyrics, he does wow. his own clean you versions. Know, you know, Primo does the scratch. Oh no, no, Primo doesn't do scratch. When Primo does his clean, he has a little, um, he has like a, doo, like a little sound effect. That's what right. I do in my head when I do that. Yeah. He's not slipped that up once. Hilarious. I can vouch for him. He's never slipped up. Right, and, right. And I'd be listening. I'd be listening. He might. <laughs> like, people right. pay for my downfall, or Russell, man. Even my, even my guy here, he pays for my downfall, bro. What am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to do here? That's um, funny. If we could talk about ownership for, uh, for a second um, before I hand over to Chris, I think it's very important that we talk about this. There's a thing about uh, music. There's a thing about, you know, being in the industry. But just in life in general, having things that are your own that you can claim to you. And I, I saw that interview you did with Bootleg Kev, uh, Bootleg Kev, which was really interesting. We talked about the video director, um, your friend who was making all these videos, but you were like, don't you own that? And like, I love the fact that you say, if you hold a light in my video, you get a percentage. If you get mm -hmm. the projector, I love that. So there was something that I thought was genius, which was your freestyles are all on Spotify, right? And, you know, I've, I've been in this game for a while where I would be like, hey, man, you need to rhyme over this BMF beat. It's hot right now. Or you need to rhyme over this Lloyd Banks beat. It's going to get you hot right now. But they don't own that, right? Nope. So what, what sparked that genius idea to kind of create original music that you can then service? Like, what what was the, I guess, the eureka moment that went in your head to to, to change that? I remember um, a couple of years ago, I was looking at, I, I look at a lot of, like, live performances on YouTube. And every time I look at an artist's live performance or show or anything, freestyle or anything, it was never on their own platform. Like someone else owned it. And some of these things had millions of views, you know, and they weren't getting monetization or nothing. And there's some platforms that will monetize on their behalf. And then um, sometimes I listen to live sessions like Audio Mac and shit. And I'm like, man, I love this version. I wish I could stream it. And I can't, you know. So uh, it was all of that kind of collectively led me to the point of like, uh, I need to make sure that I own this content and it's accessible to everyone because sometimes the live versions sound way better than, you know, the originals, but it's not accessible. You can only watch it on YouTube and that's one stream of revenue. And then it's like, you know, freestyling is like cool, but it's like when you do that biggie beat and it goes viral, who won? <laughs> you know, like you got paid in exposure and that's cool, but I don't want to be paid in exposure. You know, if I can own it and, and collect revenue and really show off, you know, a producer that I love or someone else who's very talented, that's just an opportunity for me and everyone who helped make it to, you know, collect revenue from that. That's dope. I love that, man. I love that. And, and with them, um, with Cook Together, Eat Together, what was it? You started with 10 people? 
to give 80% of the royalty? Was it 10 that you started with? I was going to do 10, but I never did 10. It instantly went to 100. It was like, I was, I tried 10 and it was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So when, when Summit introduced me to your music, I went and listened to Cook Together, Eat Together. So that's my introduction to you. Good job. Um, I read that you recorded that in yeah, three days. Yeah, probably less. Talk, talk talk about that and at, at Hitco Studios. Why do you think you're so, you're so productive there? Like you know what was what was happening in that studio it, that you knocked out an album in three days? Studio, it's me. <laughs> I just happened to be there, so I did okay. have the album there along with like ten other songs that weren't for this project. I did like seventeen songs in in two days there, and then when I got home, I finished the second half at at my house. So I mean, I just. My my latest album that I just dropped, I did it in one night. I'm I'm really uh like I was saying earlier, I feel like I'm kinda at like a a a peak with rap where I feel just um I feel like I could rap as well as I can walk, you know? So so it's like I'm not uh it just flows to me at this point because I, I'm just talking about my life, you know, that I've, I've had enough life <laughs> to where I could just c- continually speak about it. And when I run out of shit to say, then it's like I have nothing. But right now I've just been in a really creative zone. I've probably made about 100 songs just within the past month <laughs> or so. Like I, I've, just, I've just been like in a creative zone. So let, let me let me ask you something. As an MC, the most I've done in a day is eight songs. And those were written before I got to the studio. When you record, are you writing on the spot and recording on the spot too? Yeah, so all 17 that we did in those two days are all written in this studio. I think I wrote like one in the car on the way there, but they were all written that same day. I usually write on the spot. I can't really write beforehand. I got to like okay. be in that zone. Wow. No, no, that's really impressive because I've got a producer, shout out to T1. We do some Jedi training. Sometimes he'll make me write on the spot and it really, really pushes me. So anyone who can write on the spot and deliver, you know, like with MCs, it's not just the finished product, but it's about how quick can you get dope? Like you hear the beat, can you go in and can it be dope? Because there's levels to it. You can do something that's okay, but can it be dope? So no, that's really impressive. Every song on Cook Together, Eat Together was done in like less than 10 minutes. Like it's all on film. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Bay Area water, man. It's the Bay oh, Area man, water. Exactly. Yeah, it's the Bay Area water. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> you that can. sounds dangerous. Can. I can't, I can't, no, nah, I can't do it. I know, I, you know what it is? One of your fellow Bay Area MCs, Souls of Mischiefs, they said MCs need to know their limitations. I know mine. You're a Jedi. I'm not doing that. That is hilarious. You only have a limitation if you think you have one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna try it. I'll text you. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll yeah, let you know if I hurt myself. Sure, for sure, man. <laughs> Chemistry with Tope. I know he produced uh, the the um, Cook Together Eat Together project. What is it about your chemistry that you think works so well, and how do you both approach decision making? Man, um. I mean, Toast just a cool nigga. Like, I mean, I think um, it's really like he's just very open to, you know, whatever I want to do. And I, I feel like the things that he makes that he loves, I love. So it like works, you know, like all the beats that he makes that he's like, this is my favorite beat. 
I hear it and, and it's my favorite too. I often tell producers like, they're like, what kind of beat should I send you? And, and, I, and I always be like, send me the shit that you love, that you don't want to let go, you know? Cause those are, those are the ones I want. You know, I want the ones that you're like, this is my favorite thing. Cause when I hear it, I'm going to feel that as well. And I think uh, Tope does that very well. He executes that. He only gives me his best work. I like the fact that you said that he gives you his best work because... <laughs> I've worked with some producers and I hear the beats and I'm like, this ain't the, this isn't the, um, oh, yeah, no, this isn't the Jay-Z folder. This ain't it. And if you play me something as a producer and your face isn't like, ah, like you don't look like a kid. I don't want it. <laughs> like, I don't want it. Cause you don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the approach before I hand over to summit. I've got to ask you sprinkle me. You reworked a classic. Now you are, you are one brave, brave, brave person because I don't touch classics. I don't touch them, but you <laughs> rework Sprinkle Me and you got 40 water on that. Now talk about Whoa. just the idea about, okay, we're going to cover this classic and we're going to get the approval of the OG originator. Man, it, it, it had to be done. Uh, I, 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 man, we couldn't do the song without him. Uh, that was such an iconic song for me as a child. You know, like as a child, there's, there's very few songs that you know the words to, you know, and it's those ones like Sprinkle Me is like a nursery rhyme. Like it has that type of uh, nostalgia and effect on you as a kid. You could sing it along and it taught me how to spell Vallejo, you know, like <laughs> like those type of songs are just undefeated. And uh, me being from Vallejo, it was like I've always wanted to remake these classic songs that I came up listening to and loving. And um, yeah, it was uh, that was the only right way to do it. You know, it's like, well, we we had to get forty, and it and it came out exactly how we imagined it would. Dope, dope. No, it was it it was good to it was good to hear that. I just want I would like to read something. It's a story time. Um, <laughs> if the, if I could, um, an incredible Jedi like MC once said, called an audible and took a different route. Rather die trying than live in doubt. Won't believe the shit. I figured out. I'm about to eat so much, I need a bigger mouth. Take what you need, not what you can. Success comes easy to a simple man. Shut up and work, that's a simple plan. And stop trying to teach what you don't understand. Man, Sound familiar, Russell? Jay-Z? No, 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 that's you. The, the new improved Jay-Z. That's you. <laughs> what, did, what did he say about Bleak? You'll be new improved? No, it was pain, right? Pain in the pain. arse. New improved Jay-Z. Jay that's right. you, man. That's you. Listen, listen. Before I talk about, we'll talk, we'll talk about Vallejo and I want to talk about originality, but I want to, I want to take this moment just because I told you, I'm going to keep talking about and praising you throughout. Um, there is something about your music I just connect to. It's the vulnerability. And, and Chris said this, the wittiness that you have. It's incredible, bro. And the fact that you can merge those things, it's like you're the perfect blend of like a British person. Right, a British person in the most like in in adversity was still trying to make a joke out of sign, right? So you got fun, you got the realness, and you're teaching game. Like, come on, man! Like, what's you not? This is easy. This is too easy for right. you. But 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 with that, when people make things so easy, that gift needs to be just given to the world. And not to say you haven't given it. You've got a lot of stuff there. But 
man, you wrap your fucking. Up. I love that, by the way. That was brilliant. Stop trying to teach what you don't understand. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. um, that's like a Jay Z quotable, like on social media. That's what you need on Instagram. Right. You know what I mean, you know, there's quote that's that's that because we have a lot of people out here trying to teach what they just don't understand, trying right. to be authorities on things. Man, I have read this quote that says, um, it talks about understanding, and it says that uh, a person usually vomits what they can't fully digest. You know, and it's like when you don't when you don't fully digest something, all you could do is like vomit it. Like you don't you don't you don't understand it well enough. So it's just verbal vomit at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, so Vallejo, um regionality has been very important in hip hop. Always has been, right? Especially when we were growing up, it was very important and your different styles and 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 the bay has always kept that freshness. There's a there's a freshness to the bay, but there's also within the Bay and, and where you are, talk about how kind of isolated you are um, in comparison to the rest of, of the Bay with Oakland and all that. And and what does that, you know, how does that shape who you are? Man, uh, Vallejo is uh, kind of like a, an island, uh, so to say, like to, to get to the rest of the Bay, you have to cross a bridge and drive, you know, along, along the freeway for a little while. And, and we're a part of the Bay. So we have like, the energy and the culture, but we've also been able to define our own because we are separate. Like there's um there's an energy here that doesn't exist within the rest of the bay. And it's because like like I said, we're separate. So like everything um we've just been able to define our own culture within this ecosystem. And um man, I feel like every artist who's came out of here has had a very unique styling like there's no one in the world that raps like e40 like mac dre that it's just impossible and it's because they're so isolated but also so involved you know like i say we get the game and the coach and we create a lot of game here because it's just us you know so we use words that's 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 happening here and then it gets out to the rest of the world because it's like bro it's like if you go to fucking trucky or some some weird town and it's like why y'all talk like that and it's because it's like bro it's just them you know <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah, that yeah. shit feels you know like we, we really created our own ecosystem and i think as far as a creative it really pushes you to be fresh and different because all of our greats no one sounds like them you know when you go to other regions they're so prominent with art that every a lot of people sound the same because that's like the sound of the you know new york has a sound vallejo doesn't you know because we're, we're not we're just not prominent enough we don't have a hundred people from here rapping a certain way right 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 and sometimes that scarcity can uh, can allow for innovation and creativeness because you're not bound by you've got to do it this way right man so much you know, a lot of people tell me I rap like I'm from Philly and New York and the East Coast. And it's because, like, I didn't have a, a representation in terms of rap. Like, like we're so isolated that it's like everything. You know, we, we got to listen to everything. Like, if you grow up in New York, you might only hear New York rap. So it's like, this is what you're going to rap like. But here, it's it's everything. You know, no one, no one has... We haven't had yet a, a sound that's defined. And I feel like even my sound, like my sound isn't the sound of Vallejo. I don't think anyone sounds like me. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think that's important. I think that's important because 
you just you, music isn't about just confining yourself to to one thing art isn't about confining yourself to one thing it's about expanding the palette and it feels like you have that because you could just go into i feel like you just go into the 36 chambers different chambers of music like all the time like i don't feel like rap is the only thing you listen to right i feel oh, like there's no. so much there's so much in you there's so much soul to you that it feels like your palette and your musical taste is so varied, which Man, is important. You you guys haven't heard anything yet. I, I got some shit on the way, like beyond rap. Like I don't just rap. I, I write a lot of R&B pop and, and art and just different stuff that I've yet to really fully showcase. Um, So it's like, you know, people think I'm a great rapper, but I'm a great artist. Like I got a lot of incredible uh, stuff on the way. I want to talk about the juxtaposition on Demon with a Halo. So when I heard it and I heard the sample, Never Seen the Righteous Forsaken, I grew up in church. Mum was a choir director. So we sang that song. So that's how I can, so that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She told, she always tells me when I was directing the choir, you were in my belly. So you were in the choir before you were born. You know, she's nuts like that. But I really listened to that song and I thought, okay, it's it's, it's like the, the, the hip hop version of, you know, you the, the analogy, devil on the shoulder, angel on the other shoulder. Now, considering you live in America, your eyes, you've seen a different type of injustice in general, I think. Um, how has your faith been affected by the events of the last couple of years and where does it stand today? Very interesting question. <laughs> Shit. I mean, man, that's a crazy question. How has my faith been affected? <laughs> I can share I can share my side if that helps. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let me hear that. I'm going to be real with you, man. I'm so confused. It's like, you know, oftentimes people talk about, okay, let's talk about George Floyd. Like seeing that trauma on the timeline. I remember there was a day in my kitchen where I literally just let out a scream. I think every fear that I had just about my everyday existence came to the forefront right. and I became very traumatized and also desensitized to death. Um, I was quite angry that it took a pandemic for people to stop and think like, hold on, this is actually happening to people. Um, I call it the, um, the black square summer. You know, everyone was putting up black squares and it's like, okay, right. the conversations were happening and it's like a year later, some of those conversations have kind of slowed down. They've kind of dwindled and we've kind of got back into our own routine. And, um, you know, it's hard. You know, I'm a man of faith. I like to say I'm a man of faith, but it's hard sometimes when you look at the whole concept, even of karma, people talk about karma and, you know, things come back around and I'm just like, when is it going to come back around the other way? When is, when are the police who kill us when are they going to be told to sit down or, you know, when are they going to get locked up? Do you know? And it's like, I do sometimes get quite confused. I'm like, okay, God, you're real. Okay. You say you're real. I've been told that you exist. Why are you letting this happen? Right. Um, and I'm 39 and you know, that might be an immature way of looking at faith, but I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite confused. And I go from despondent. I go from, you know, despondent to angry. Right. My faith is still there, but it's been rocked by the events of the last few years. It's definitely, you know, definitely weakened in some ways. Very, um, probably, um, I'd say like five years, three years. Man, I've written some really deep songs because I've been very bothered by the state of the world. Um, I feel a lot, you know, I'm an empath and I feel a lot. And um, man, now I'm in a state where it's like, um, 
trying to be uh, acceptive of what exists, like knowing what the world is, not tolerant, but very understanding of what this is. And um, and I think even even like you say with karma, I think karma is uh, always they say uh, wrongdoing harms the wrongdoer, you know, and we may not see the karma, but believe they're they're experiencing it, you know, like they have to carry that. And it's something they have to sit with. And that's kind of just how I view the world now. Like, you know, I'm very desensitized to a lot of this shit because it keeps happening. But I also know that um, this this is the world that exists, you know, and there is no good without any bad, you know. So uh, it's 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 hard. I'm not I'm not really a faith based person. You know, I, I think the universe does what's necessary and 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 I, I try not to question that shit good answer the what is it what did you say the wrong wrong doing affects the wrong doer all right i'm gonna write that in my journal yeah man you man and that's that's a big thing like people uh people you you ever know it's like old white people on their deathbed like they're finally crying and coming out and they're just like <laughs> all this shit because they're hurting you know, because like when you've done so much, like, bro, it it, it hurts you, <laughs> you know, every everything. You, that's why you get songs like secondhand emotion and shit. Like like when you're when you're operating in out of negative space, it hurts you. You know, it, it just period in, in any form. If you go steal from someone or shoot someone now, you have to live with the anxiety and the pain and the depression and all the shit that comes with that. It, it harms you more than the other. Like, I mean, from our perspective, it's like, damn, we're, we're losing ours. But karma is being handed and dealt, you know, as it should be. You wise. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, you mad. You mad wise. You know what? Your man, La Russell, basically, he doesn't realize this yet. He stopped me from doing something wild. Like going out there and go see someone, you know what I mean? Man, go take it's, only, it's only gonna hurt you, dog. Let me just Yeah, I'm gonna that. remember that. I'm gonna remember that. Thank it you. Is, it is, it's a vicious cycle where you feel like you're handing out justice, but there's things attached to what your actions are going to be that are going to affect right. you in the long run. Right. And 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 really when you know, we we know about when you when you go to harm when you go out to harm someone, whether you feel it's right or wrong, there are things attached to that. There are no strings attached. There's Man, always it's something conflicting against the soul. There's a quote that says, uh, "Act in a manner that befits you." You know, mm. and uh, anytime you go out of that, you, you're going to have to deal with <laughs> deal with it. Like you, your soul knows that it's in conflict. Yeah, you've just saved someone. I was um, I was contemplating cutting someone out. He was he was thinking about me, by the way. No, 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 no. That. It's real. No, I'm being no, I'm being serious now. It's it's real. Someone was going to get cussed out. Like. You know, because I'm an MC, I cuss differently. Like, you know, the, you know, my words will cut. Like, right. it will make you consider your whole existence. Right. And I was going to go in on someone, but I'm not going to do it now because See, you and, told and, me and, wrongdoing affects the wrongdoer. And, and think about that. Like, when you get to that point where uh, you're being very strategic and masterful about hurting someone else, that's a lot of energy you're investing. Just nasty energy that you're building within your own system. Mm. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're they, they say uh, anger, being angry is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Like, bro, that's what that is. You know, that 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 shit's not good for you. You're poisoning your own system. Yeah, I'm cool now. 
won't I won't do it. I won't do it. Man, blessings. Look at that. We just saved a life. <laughs> yeah, you 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 lot you lot out here you lot out here saving lives, man. I'm I'm gonna let this person live. It's cool. Man, no, and, and it's not it's not you letting them live. You're letting you live. That's that's the difference. Like you, you know what you know it. you know you know what's crazy. You just said a few minutes ago. You know I'm not necessarily a faith based person, but the way you're talking, you're connected to the source. Whatever the source might be, you're connected to the source. For certain. <laughs> yeah. What well, what did you what did you say in uh, it all makes sense when it's done? You on the project you said I saw God in the body and the devil in the eyes. Right. You're crazy, bro. I can't. I don't know how you can do this. Don't don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't stop. And you know what? That's a double entendre because he said God in the body, God bodies, God. And, um, come on, you're talking <laughs> to rap fans here, bro. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. We know. I this. just I just caught that. Sorry, sorry. Come go on, ahead. we know that like, he's it's different, bro. Different, double bro. entendre. Yeah, yeah. All right. Have a different, right. bro. You, you see, <laughs> you know when someone can say like something simple like that, right? Like to, to someone reading about, oh, that's 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 dope. But when you break it down, that's just one little line in a verse. Mm. He can say that. Different, bro. Different, oh, man. Nah, man. I don't like you anymore, now, bro. I don't like you no more. I've changed man. my opinion on you. You're gonna retire. I can't. I, I have to. I have to. I have to disown you now. As if right. I'm, I'm gone, now, bro. Well, I'm, I'm gone, grateful bro. that you feel something about me. <laughs> just, no, no, sorry. I wasn't gonna do Joe Budden on you, bro. I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do Joe Budden on you, bro. That was trash. Now, listen, we love you, bro, and we appreciate you taking the time. Um, before you go, talk to us about Good Penny. What you guys got going? You know, we're coming towards the end of the year now, so let's talk about next year, what the plans are, um, and 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 shout you and your team out, mm-hmm. man. So good company, uh, you see, it's on my wall. Um, love the logo, yeah, by the way. It's a, a platform we just built around you know love and and being an asset and just trying to be dope people and help out dope people. You know, like. Uh, I don't really have any big plan for next year. I'm just going to keep doing the work that I've been doing and whatever the hell comes from that comes from it. You know, it's gotten me this far. Um, There's no big goal or intention. We're just kind of just maneuvering and just moving with love, trying to do the shit we like to do and smile and have fun and whatever the fuck comes from that, you know, we're happy with. No, good, good. Um, that Ho- Ho- Hove's called you, right? Hove has called you, right? He said, you know, the, you 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 are the new improved Hove. He's called you, right? If he hasn't, I'll, I'll get on the phone. Don't worry, I'll, I'll sort that out, bro. Get him on the line. You know, we. I'll get him on the line, bro. Man, it, there's there's been, you know, there, there's a lot happening. <laughs> I'm and I'm happy for you, and I I don't say to like get something that sneaky thing. I'm genuinely, we're genuinely happy for you, bro. Because as you as you can tell from this conversation, we're more than just the rap fans, right? We're just a fan of just it. loving, like living experiences and learning life and learning from you. So um, thank you for your time, bro. We genuinely appreciate Man, it. Man, when I come to the UK, we got to sit down together. 100% let's Would have some to. food chill out and, and just talk about life I got a lot to learn from you bro I ain't gonna lie I got a lot to learn from you same same vice versa nah I appreciate you God bless you and thank you beautiful thank you guys thank you so much peace to Russell once again I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as we did having the conversation he's um he's different class yeah and, and you lot just saved a life yeah <laughs> He saved a life. No, you lot saved a life. No, no, he saved a life. He's, listen, man, a very, very eloquent and very, very smart individual. Um, And I, look, I I can't, I 
I'm running out of superlatives to describe him. I just love, I really, really think this guy's undersigned. Well, look, man, like, I think sometimes, you know, we, we, um, we, we people as part of the culture, sometimes we can see things. It's about the best A&Rs. What do the best A&Rs do? They see people for what they can become rather than what they are at that given time. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad he was talking about, you know, getting into other things and you know it's not just about rapping he's an artist because i feel like he can he can run the whole gamut yeah i feel like he's he's one of those kind of special individuals that he could do whatever he wanted to do and do it well and it doesn't surprise me that he's written a book and he wants to get more into books because you know like i've said on the podcast before i think the best rappers are the best writers Mm -hmm. and if you're a great writer that means you can just write in general whether it's a rap song or an article or a journal whatever you know yeah and then more than anything and there's the last thing i'll say before i wrap up Think about how we've come from that conversation and what's the first thing we said. Yo, I love that guy. That guy's awesome. Mm. The feeling we just left. It's like he's one of the homies. Right. Like one of the homies. Like I feel like- We never spoke to him before. I feel like I've known him for a while. Right. That feeling as a fan, think about his hardcore fans, the fans that have signed up to to get, you know, royalties from his his album for the rest of their life. Mm. That's how he made us feel in, you know, within an hour mm. imagine how he makes his fans feel mm. that's special bro you can't all you know what not everyone has that touch mm. Mm. again all these things that you can't take for granted like being who you are and he, he is not he's not being anyone but himself yeah and that energy that energy that universal energy will connect with everyone across the world Word. that's why he's got something bro it's not just like his bars are immaculate like he's got the whole package if you if you, whatever he chooses to do he's got it i'll be honest with you man i think I don't know how these guys write songs in 10 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, look, we said this before, innit? When you can't do something and someone else can do it well, you salute them. I don't yes. know how they do it. It's different different brain frequencies. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Yeah, but uh, but I think, I, like he's saying he's, he's in a creative space. He's in a different frequency right now. Mm. Make the most of it. And he and he is. He he definitely is. So now nah, shout out to La Russell. Yeah, man. man. We, we, we appreciate you and, and For we sure. look forward to to you being a legend, winning Grammys. For sure. Um, being at the Rock Nation brunch and all that good stuff. Um, but as always, you can follow <laughs> I, us. I've got a joke. Yeah, bro. You know, people are doing parties with Rock Nation brunch themes. What's, what, 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 what is this? Like here in the UK, like, you know, like back in the days, like this is so ignorant, but we did this. Um, you know, you had pimps and hoes parties. Like you come dressed okay. as a pimp and a hoe. Yeah, I, yeah, I we, never did that. But I, yeah. I never went, but I know of them. Yeah, so ignorant. Right, right, right. They're now doing Rock Nation brunch themes, bro. Whatever that means, it means it's get feeling, dressed it? up. It's the f- yeah, it's the yeah, yeah. Everyone needs to relax. Everyone yeah, I th- I think, needs to relax. I think us and La Russell are going to the real Rock Nation brunch. I mean, bro, um, like, like I said, in it, man's got a stylist on deck, bro. I will pull out the <laughs> pink suit with the silk socks. I'm not joking, bro. You know, man, like man, like me, will have the pocket square and the hanky. You know. Okay, I be, listen. I Jeez, don't doubt I call you. Up my I dad. Don't... I say, yo, you got a fresh box of hankies over there. <laughs> Watch my dad with his Zimmer frame just rock into the box, boy, and say, here you go, and that. Wow, wow, wow. No, look, I don't doubt it, but but no, the Russell man, he's he's on the side, so we um we salute him, and uh, he's always welcome here. He's always welcome here Word. on our platform. Uh, but you can follow us on social media at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram. Chris's handle is at I am kinetic minds is at hip hop chronicle wherever you are in the world wherever you are listening to this we appreciate you we love you keep rocking with us um hip hop is forever um we'll be back with another episode next week but until then peace and love peace